All right, let's start with this one. Oh, wait, oh my God. I think I have, to, I have to write it down or else I honestly don't know what to say. <laughs> there's our, there's our clip. There, there's our clip for this one. <laughs> Welcome back to Casual FC, an Angel City preview pod. I'm Mario Salazar, along with the best partner, both World Cup, regular season, talking about random stuff, talking about musicals, talking about music, anything, (laughs) partner in the world, Angela Morales. Wow, I'm so honored. That was so nice. Yeah, it's been a while since, it feels like it's been a while since we got back to <laughs> these <laughs> these regular season matchups, because we've been on a crazy World Cup break, but we've also been on a crazy World a Cup pod. Challenge Cup run, yeah. Like World and Cup Challenge pod, Cup run. Challenge Cup, there's just been so many things, but not the things that are regular season Angel City. Yes, so if you've been listening to any of the other pods that we've been doing for both challenge cup and all the ones that we've been doing for the world cup thank you for listening if you haven't the the world cup's almost over but you know what we have some really great information in those episodes so go back and listen (laughs) maybe you want to hear about some of the groups i don't know we've got some good info in all those we did we did some research a bit a little a good enough amount (laughs) (laughs) so with that it like we said been a hot minute since we've been at a regular season matchup the way we like doing these things is we always talk about our last matchup in whatever context we're talking about right we whenever we do the challenge cup ones we talk about the last challenge cup matchup this one we're going to go all the way back to our last angel city <laughs> regular season matchup which was against the north carolina courage at home at bemo stadium with an amazing Two to one win at home. Pow, 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 pow. Taking us into the break. It was the best way to do it. Crazy enough that like Endo was still at that match before she was leaving to the World Cup. That match was insane. Like that was yeah. it just wow. Honestly, like it just it was so good. It was so good. Okay. And then so from that match, we've got, like I said, two to one. We had a 15-minute goal by Brianna Pinto from the North Carolina Courage. Then right after that, we had an 18-minute goal from Sav McCaskill. And I think everybody just kind of got up on it. Go into the half. entire stadium exploded. Like, you you felt the energy kind of go, oh, like you got hit. Like the wind knocked out of you, right? After that Pinto goal. And then once Sav scored, it was like, oh, oh, we're oh, we back, back in, in this it. real quick. Yeah. We're not used to this. Let's go. And, and then, everybody lost. <laughs> yeah, everyone loses it. And then we go into the half tied. Everybody's feeling good. It, team looks like they're gelling. 
And then we come back into the second half. We're playing some amazing football and soccer, football, whatever you want to call it. And then we had this run up with Elizabeth Eddy that turns out to be a North Carolina own goal. Mm -hmm. The play started and pretty much ran with Eddie as an ACFC player running up the pitch and everything. But as it went towards goal, I don't know if it was a pass or a shot, whatever it was, Kaylee Kurtz from the North Carolina Courage bounced off of her, went in, counted as an old goal, crowd went nuts. And then it was the hold on to your pants for 13 more minutes. (laughs) Exactly. And then whatever. Whatever stoppage. (laughs) Exactly. Whatever stoppage time got added, which at that point was way too much stoppage time. (laughs) Yeah. Any stoppage at that point was too much. I think it was only a couple minutes that day too. So thankfully we pulled out that win and it was a great way to send off Junendo, send off Cap. Like, you know, just as one final, like, we got this, go have fun. You know, like, go go play hard. Go rep your countries. And I'm just, oh, I I'm so glad it's regular season again. <laughs> I know. I it feels it. like it's been so long, and we need it. Definitely. So kind of as a quick recap, like a recap of the recap, what happened with the Challenge Cup? Okay, so with At least the for challenge. us. <laughs> so with the Challenge Cup... We weren't going to win our group outright, especially with the way the beginning of the season went. But the last couple matches that we had brought us up, gave us that slimmer of hope that we could win that wildcard spot where we're going to be like the best second place team within the three groups. And we didn't quite make it. I mean, there was a crazy, we needed to win by like (laughs) eight goals to make up for the goal differential to even have a chance. That wasn't going to happen. But, you know, who, we, we hoped. We hoped it would have been like a like a 9 nothing blowout in San Diego. But either way, I just, I think we ended the Challenge Cup in a really great place. We ended up in second place in our group. And mm-hmm. we, most importantly, we ended up with a really great momentum and a really great just backing behind Becky Tweed. So the team, like the way the Challenge Cup ended, we we ended the Challenge Cup on a win, even though we didn't, like, make it to the semis. Like, it was one of those things where, like you said, the team has momentum. There is cohesion on the pitch that we haven't seen in a long time, if ever. One of the best games was the last home game, like the, the game against Portland at home in the, for the last Challenge Cup game. My family was there, and they're like, this is what you've been so excited about? This is amazing. And I'm like, yeah. This is a big deal. So, like, yes, we're out of the Challenge Cup. It's, you know, those games are still being played for the teams that moved on. But we gained so much as a team. And it, it's dope. Yeah. No, it's it's been it, it's been it's an amazing really run. Cool. I want to... I'm still going to go back to... I have my theory that Becky's been low-key listening to our pod. And when we said, hey, Becky just have fun with this there's no way we're winning first place so there's nothing you can lose there's nothing to lose so have fun with it play with the lineups make them scrimmages make make you know try new things see what works and they did 
and they had fun. You can tell they had fun. You can tell they gelled. They just did an amazing job. So I'm not going to say we did it, but... We did Becky, it. If you, listen to, if you listen to us, thank you. Thanks. And we've got more tips for you <laughs> coming up. Honestly, if anybody in the front office or the coaching staff is listening to this podcast, I'm so sorry for the dumb stuff I say. And like, <laughs> yes, there is some intelligent, fun, and like good softer knowledge. Sometimes I'm just flying by the seat of my pants, to be honest. But whoever's listening, thanks. <laughs> All right. So let's go back and talk about regular season and where we are we finished just before the international break in 10th place with 17 points i know every now and then when we're doing this like tied thing if we're on the lower end of the tie i'm like okay we're losing we're on the bottom end we are safely by ourselves at 17 mm-hmm. points i mean nwsl being what it is and parody being what it is it's tight all around oh yeah So we're in 10th place. The difference between San Diego being in 6th place with 21 points and us being in 10th place with 17 is 4 points. I mean, that's insane. And then the difference between San Diego and 1st place North Carolina is only 5 points from there. So that's wild. the, The gap between the teams is crazy, which is one of the reasons I've literally been tagging all our pods, all our posts about the regular season, hashtag race to the playoff chaos, because that's yeah. exactly what it is. Exactly. We, we've we talked about the NWSL chaos. Get ready for it. Like we're, like you said, we're in 10th place with 17 points. The team we're going to be playing, Racing Louisville, is in 7th place with 19 points. So... Between 7th place and 10th place, there's two points separating them. I mean, we can very easily jump them what? at this point and yeah. get get nestled up right there, right next to that, that playoff line with a good little runway to go. So I'm all for it. And the great thing is having this amazing win against North Carolina before this break means that they didn't get any good point. They didn't get any any points whatsoever. Right. Which now means they, they're still in first place, but Portland Thorns is in second place, and Gotham FC are in third place, tied with 25 points, only one point behind North Carolina. So, you know, we made that happen. We made it a little bit crazier for them. That you're, we are welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so what... If we're on the Tweed train, what's our? How are we doing so far with Becky? The tremendous Becky Tweed. It's it's been insane, and if if at this point this woman has not at least earned like a one year contract, I don't know what's going on. Like I know Honestly. there's I know there's this due diligence probably that's happening. That they're they're out there searching for a new head coach or whatever. I think the momentum that the team has had so far, she is undefeated in seven in the last seven matches. And not only to say the last seven matches, it's her first seven matches. Yeah, the only seven (laughs) matches. The the only (laughs) seven matches from when she took over. She's undefeated. She has four wins. She has three draws. 
no losses, and we're we're not definitely not at the point where we're saying season's lost. Let's think about next right. year. No, we are definitely in that running at the moment, right? And if we keep this momentum of more wins than losses, which we have right. at the moment, we definitely have a shot into making it to these to these playoffs. So absolutely. If this woman has not earned her contract extension, or at least like at this point, like we, we've said this before, if she's keeping us hovering around the same place we ended last year, yeah, we given the the, the start sandwich, of the, 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 yeah. the start of the season sandwich that she had <laughs> was given, she just automatically deserves at least a year contract extension to say, what can you do? Yeah. Absolutely. And if, this, I co- and I if she gets us, and if she gets us into the playoffs, to automatic, just give her, give just, her a couple. Just years. go exactly. Yeah. I think there's such a different vibe within this team. Granted, that unbeaten in seven record is both regular season and challenge cup, but it's the momentum behind that that's the important part. That With that very... said, too, San Diego is on a huge like eight or nine game skid, and we have been such a big part of that <laughs> in, in both the the draws and winning and it makes me really happy and i know the team is really excited everything they're posting everything they're showing in training like you can tell it's different 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 and with the addition of amandine Henri coming into this game like we have so much happening and it it's so good it's so good and their their little their little land their little skid their little slide that San Diego got all started with our match back in June. Yeah. Against San Diego, we gave them yep. a nice little loss down in San Diego. At home, yeah, I was gonna say at home in San Diego. And then I'm looking at the at the at their fixture list right now, and then it was like lost there, lost against the OL, lost mm-hmm. against us again for the Challenge again. Cup. Again, played against them the Red so Stars. many times in that. In like that they, little stretch, yeah, and f- exactly. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's just been an annoying like little stretch where we have to like face them. Then they lost to the Thorns, and then they lost to OL again, and then we ended up tying them for this for that last Challenge Cup match. Which, honestly, to us, like I said, very very, we had to win like nine nothing, ten, eight nothing, yeah, it was like ten nothing, ten whatever nothing. it was, yeah, to make up that goal differential. But you know, not spending our players in a matchup that essentially didn't mean anything was completely smart and you know what if they keep sliding that just opens up another spot for us yep so exactly all right so you've mentioned it already our next matchup is louisville take us through it so racing louisville versus angel city at lynn family stadium so we'll be playing in kentucky in louisville and there's a lot that's a mystery about this game because Louisville has, I think, six or seven. I don't remember if it's six or seven players who have been in the World Cup. We have Savannah DeMello, who is on the U.S. team. Kanu, who was on Nigeria. Katlana, that was on South Africa. Ooh, is this where she's playing that you didn't want to? Yes, that's what I alluded to. Yes, I I, like they have one player from China and then another player I don't remember. But like a multitude of teams 
that and all of those players are huge for this Louisville team. So I don't really know what what is going to occur and what's going to happen between both of these teams. Like we're going to highlight some great players, but this is unpredictable because we don't know who has come back to the States yet. We don't know who's still resting, who's still like adjusting to the time change. Like there's so much just kind of in the air and we'll find out when the lineups are announced. So which will be like, Two minutes before the actual game time. Exactly. But yes. <laughs> exactly. I doubt players like Katlana or Kanu will be at least on the starting lineup because they, you know, they went a little deeper than than other teams that that they had players for. But you never know, honestly. Yeah, and, and another thing too is that like all these teams have signed most likely have signed these national team replacement players right to their squads and those players if teams were the way they were supposed to be and calling in their their players you know early to get some like pre world cup matches mm-hmm. going things like that those replacement players would have gotten some some burn right some play time with the with their respective teams right you know, unlike Unlike some federations like, you know, Japan and Endo not <laughs> being called up to like the very last game where she's like, she like stopped playing at halftime was like, all right, now it's time for me to go. Bye. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so each one of these teams has national team replacement players that have probably been playing with the team, at least practicing with the team because, you know, all of these players went to the World Cup. And I don't know how their players have been doing, but our two players have been doing really well. They've been gelling with our team really well. So you don't really want to disrupt that right away, especially if you still have essentially some free time with them. Like they don't like, yes, you're you're paying these players, but they're not affecting your salary caps or anything like that up until the end of this month. So you've got some burn to keep them on and keep them gelling with your team. And then the other part of this is you don't know what not only physical state these players are in, right? Like you said, some of these players went in deeper into the the competition than others, but also just mental state, right? Like you just, you got to give players time to decompress, time to process, time to understand what they just went through. They went through a crazy ass tournament in a really really short (laughs) amount of time on a giant stage so that it's very emotionally and mentally taxing in ways that i don't think the common person quite understands you're already in a pressure cooker and then you get put into another one basically and then some of these players are also dealing with not only with the pressure cooker of the world cup but the pressure cooker of their own federations and the old Mm -hmm. the the bs that's stemming from all of that so you know not calling anyone fragile on this or anything because these are all legit things to think about. And we even saw, like, I think you you sent me a quote from Becky when oh, yeah. when Allie Riley was due back or when she got back to training or whatever. And Becky basically was just saying, like, paraphrasing here, but she was basically saying she's back, but we're just assessing it day by day and we're we're letting her process what she just gone through and you know when we all feel that she's ready and and 
will think about putting her into the match. I think it was because it was leading up to that Challenge Cup match. But yeah. But like, I mean, that's really the way these coaches should be approaching this thing is like, okay, I, I you know, I need you at 100% on that field. But I also want you to get there, not on your terms, not out, not yeah. on my terms, right? Like, I, a I need you 100% push. there. Yeah, there's a big push towards player humanity this season. And I love it. Becky Tweed has talked about it in in Cap and JJ and Alyssa Thompson, like in them returning and June returning. There's been a lot of talk out of Casey Stoney talking about the the players that she has coming back to San Diego. A lot of these head coaches are like, no, this is a big deal. And a lot of the coaches now have been in that position, either as players or coaching staff members. And they understand what happens when you go to the World Cup or you go to the Olympics and you put your body through that. You have to come back and you have to recover in multiple ways before you can compete again. Otherwise, you're just running yourself into the ground. Yeah. And thankfully, we have the CBA that protects the players from doing that quite quite as much yeah and then you know what we need these players because we're definitely making it into i i feel it in my nuggets but we're definitely making it (laughs) into into the playoffs we need a deep run we need these players yeah in the right space and i'm here for it give them the space they need they will come back a hundred times better Mm -hmm. absolutely so speaking of players the players to watch like I said, Louisville has a bunch of players that have been in the World Cup. I don't know who's coming back or who, who will be available. I should say they're all coming back, but who will be available for this game? If any of them are, it takes what's already going to be a very well-matched game and like hits it up a couple notches. But I've got three players on Louisville that I want to talk about that weren't national team players for this World Cup, but have been there before in some capacity. Mostly defenders and midfielders because we talked a lot about their forwards and their strikers for the World Cup. Whether we alluded to that or not, a lot of the players that are gone from Louisville for the tournament are strikers, are forwards, are attacking midfielders. They're very much the heavy hitters for their countries. So Carson Pickett, first defender I want to talk about. She is... So cool, first of all, just in general. She is a big member of the community for teams she's played with. She got traded to Louisville last season or just before the trade deadline. I trade deadline, that's what it was, because there was scandal. She had been playing with the courage. And she is actually the first player with a limb differential in the NWSL and to play on the US national team. Okay, okay, okay. Do I need to explain? Explain limb differential. So she was born without her left hand and forearm. So she's, she has, her arm extends just a little bit past her elbow. Yeah. So she's the very first player in the league on the national team to have any kind of like limb differential or, you know, I don't like the term deformity because it's not, it's just developmental things, but It's super cool because she has become a fantastic person for kids with the same or even different limb differentials and limb issues to look up to. There's a clip of her meeting a little girl that has like almost the exact same 
development of her arm that Carson does. And the little girl is just like, look, we're the same. And like, I want to play soccer too. And she's really allowed conversation around folks with limb differentials and how it doesn't impact your ability to play sport. And that alone is, is super great. She's so much fun to watch. She's a great defender. I have a feeling she'll probably be starting. She usually does. And she's, she's super fun to watch play, but she'll be over there towards the goalie since she's on defense. The funny story I have with Carson is a few seasons ago, she got called for a handball, (laughs) but it was a handball on her left arm where she doesn't have a forearm and a hand. And there's a clip. I need to find it. I'll see if Eva has it saved or can find it quickly. But there's like a video of her turning to the referee and you see her very clearly saying, I don't have a hand or, you know, like (laughs) what is wrong? Like, hello. And it is hysterical because she's just like bewildered. Like, how could I have touched the ball when my, I don't have what? <laughs> I, I saw yeah, the note it's... as you were talking and I just started like, I was trying not to laugh ahead of this because <laughs> I needed to hear the story. Like I can, yeah. just just the, the one liner is funny. And then hearing what you've been talking about is like, okay, I understand now, but then I need more context about this. <laughs> and it's just Yeah, like, like mid-game, the whistle blows. She gets called for a handball and she just looks like, she looks at teammates, looks at the other team. And everybody's just like, what? <laughs> Mass confusion. Like, I'm sorry, excuse me. And the referee, like, I don't remember what happened with the call, but everybody was just like, what just happened? How? <laughs> Okay, we're going to have to look for this. Yeah, definitely. And then Abby Ersig, she is also newer to Louisville. She was on the Courage with Carson and was part of a trade that happened right at the trade deadline because someone whose name rhymes with Schmabby Schmersig tweeted something not very nice about how their certain team deals with trades and like you know oh like oh we always screw over the team like you know like we're not great at trades in the trade deadline and next thing you know she is traded to Louisville so it was very like oh crap what just happened to the courage Louisville, like Carson Pickett is now moving from North Carolina to Kentucky. So is that Beersig? Wild times. But she is a fantastic player. She's from New Zealand. She played for the Ferns for many years. She retired, I believe, in 2017 from international play due to issues with their federation and then came out of retirement for the 2019 Olympics, and, or excuse me, 2019 World Cup and the Olympics following and then retired before this World Cup again officially. But she is a mainstay in women's soccer in New Zealand and also actually in the NWSL. She's played for different teams, kind of bounced around a little bit before settling into life at the Courage and then now in Louisville. So I'm curious to see how she plays. She is always like one of the players to call out regardless because she's that good. So... I'm I'm excited to see how our forwards play against this defense because it is full of big name contenders, like household names kind of thing. My last 
person is Jalen Howell. She is a midfielder slash defender. So she kind of goes back and forth. And she's also been called up for the women's national team here in the U.S. She was the second overall draft pick in 2022. And she won two national championships at the soccer level. She's gotten all kinds of awards. She's just great. And she's been part of winning teams basically at any level. She's been part of USA Soccer since the U17. So since she was like teenager she's been within the usa soccer world everybody kind of knows who she is they played with her all that good stuff but yeah louisville has a fantastic defense i'm curious to see who they pull out of the hat for the remainder of their roster but that's what i got all right well so okay we've got you you went in good old angela fashion we went with defenders which i love (laughs) <laughs> but see uh, in our quest to attack more in our quest to score more we have to know who our enemies are and that is the defense so there that okay yes <laughs> yes 100 percent. yes okay so the in the back line we're going to be looking for carson pickett which will be number 16 we've got abby ursig yeah which is a number 20 and then Jalen Howell, which will be number six, who might be floating between the mid and the defense at, for Louisville. Now, I, I know we've been, we've talked about this before, where, you know, we, we get to talk about new players or a new crop of players because of the opposing team that we're playing. And we've been doing highlights about our own players, but now we're also running out of <laughs> highlighting our <laughs> own players. Exactly. So who do you got for me this time? So I actually wanted to talk about our national team replacement players since we have them till the end of the month. We have them till the end of August. Whether or not we waive them before is up to the team's discretion. But I think they are, what's the right word? I think they are the ones to talk about right now because let's see what happens. You know, like Elizabeth Eddy helped us get that own goal. And score. She's been she's very helped loud. Us, she's helped us a lot. Yeah. In since she got signed as the replacement player, she's helped us a lot. Her Absolutely. name has been coming up a lot. So mm-hmm. she's a she's an experienced player. She's a hometown girl. She's from Costa Mesa. She played at USC. Like she's a surfer. She's just a Southern California girl in like the best way. She played in both the Japanese and Australian women's leagues before coming to the NWSL. And like she got drafted, but wanted to get her masters. So like, went and got her masters. Went and played overseas. Came back. She had been playing for the Dash in 2022, but she was waived before the start of this season and wasn't picked up by anybody. So having her come in and be a, a very big game changer has been really interesting, and I'm really curious to see what happens with this as like replacement player at the end of the season and like beginning of next excuse me next season where like does she stay in the acfc like orbit but with that said i think elizabeth eddy is someone acfc fans should be paying attention to she's a fantastic player like i've said she's coming to any game she's played in she's coming and immediately been a game changer and Kristen, Press, Tobin Heath, they talk about how 
on the 2015 and 2019 teams, you weren't called the substitute. You were called the game changer because it was your job and it was your role to come in and change up whatever was going on. So you help mess with the defense. You help get us in better scoring position, whatever that is. And I really think that Angel City is taking that same idea with our substitute. Elizabeth, she started one of the Challenge Cup games, immediately had impact. Like, I think that was the game where Sav scored twice and it was wild, you know, but it was one of those where her skill level and her maturity as a veteran of the league and of the game shows the second she's on the pitch. So I'm really hoping that she kind of shows herself again in the NWSL specifically with ACFC. And then Kelsey Hill, she's much younger. She played at Pepperdine last season. So she is new to professional soccer. She has been training with Angel City since the preseason. So she knows the team pretty well. And she hasn't gotten as much playing time because our defense is major. You know, like our backline. Paige Nielsen on her podcast, they made a song. Like they rewrote the Backstreet Boys' Everybody, Backstreet's Back song to <laughs> like encapsulate our defense, which is my favorite thing in the whole world. I put it on our story. I'll probably repost it at least a couple more times. It's my favorite. But she hasn't had the opportunity to play quite as much because of the strength of our defense. But She's fantastic. She too has come in, made a big difference, made a name for herself. So I'm just really curious to see what happens with these two over the next couple of weeks to see if they're playing, what they're doing with the team, if they're traveling with the team to kind of give us a heads up of what's going to happen once everybody's back, once Amandine Henri is healthy and her calf injury is all settled. Like I'm just, there's so much that's exciting on the horizon in the next couple of <laughs> weeks. Yeah, I just went I just went to the the team and trying to count the number of players and did a little quick search on how many players are we allowed to have because technically we don't have to get rid of them by right. the end of the month. We have to get rid of them by the end of the month before they affect our salary cap and player counts. And I know that players like Kristen Press still still being on the season ending injury list and not having come off that since last year means that her salary and her spot are not affecting the cap, right? She's still getting right. paid. I'm sh- I'm pretty sure, right? I'm assuming, yeah, with at least well, through Angel City. Like yeah. our I think our team's built a little different in that sense. Yeah. But she doesn't affect the number of spots and I believe I looked it up there's each team can have a total of 26 spots on there but if you look at like our team roster we've got Allison Swaby still listed on there Vanessa Giles is still listed on there they're both on loan do they actually affect our our counts to the to the 26 I don't know all of those things you know when it comes to the amount of money these teams have it's 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 funny money it's monopoly money to me <laughs> truly I don't understand the amounts of money that are being thrown around. So it is what it is. Maybe we get to keep them. You know, m- maybe we don't. It's one of those things where, like, you're you're allowed to keep them. But if you're at your max in your roster, you're also going to have to make room for them, right? So 
Mm-hmm. We'll see. But like you said, they've they've been contributing. Uh, Eddie's been contributing. Kelsey has, I think she played a little bit, but like you said, we, we're, we're pretty good in the defense, so it's really just having that other player there. So, yeah, let's see what happens. So at the moment, we have Elizabeth Eddie playing as number 44 in the midfield, and then Kelsey Hill is playing as number 36 as a defender slash midfielder. So, yeah, let's see what happens. We'll see. Yeah, so... The history between these two teams, last season, we split the difference. We beat them 3-2, to two, and then we lost 3-1. to one. So now we're looking at this season, and we tied 2-2. Two to two. So this is very much anything goes. These teams are more evenly matched over the course of two seasons. So we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. And, you know... Like we've been saying, hopefully we're carrying this tremendous tweed energy and momentum from before the before the World Cup break, the ending of the Challenge Cup, carrying that into the beginning, the the restart of the season, and hopefully on up through the playoffs. Definitely. All right, so. That's what we've got for you today. Our matchup again is against Racing Louisville at the Lynn Family Stadium in Kentucky, 4.30 p.m. Pacific kickoff time. So that's for us here in L.A., (laughs) 4.30 p.m. on Saturday, August 19th. It's going to be broadcast on Bally SoCal, which, if you don't know, is our local broadcaster so when you list when you watch it on belly socal you're going to be getting the angel city loving broadcast announcers they're going to be the ones that are going to be a little bit more friendly and not doing the whole like "Ooh, we're broadcasters we've got to stay neutral it's a national broadcast (laughs) nope these are not today these are us local here it is all the angel city bias we can get (laughs) and so yeah so Check your local listing. See if you got Bally. I know it's a cable channel that you might have to get a subscription for. I never had one, so we'll see. But if you don't have access to Bally, you can also still watch this match on Paramount Plus in the U.S. So as long as you have a subscription to that, you'll be able to watch it. If you're international, thank you for listening. And it'll be on nwslsoccer.com. And as always, if you're on the go, can't really stop to watch it which I've done plenty of times. Check it out on the iHeartRadio app. It's the English language radio broadcaster. It'll be just like Bally SoCal. It'll be some Angel City-centric and loving broadcasters that are totally going to have an Angel City bias and is fine by me. So just open up that iHeartRadio app. It's an actual channel all by itself. So it's exclusively it's really an Angel easy City to find. radio. Yep, super easy to find. And with that, we'll see you as the season restarts. Yeah. Don't forget to find us on all of your favorite podcasting platforms. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Pod, wherever you feel like clicking, it's there. Casualsc.com has all those links. If you want to follow us on social media, if you aren't already, you can find us at Casual FC Pod. 
on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, threads, anything else we can think of. We've got the audio version of this wild and crazy podcast up on YouTube. Mario is our like producer extraordinaire. I'm just here for a good time. So <laughs> we and the we knowledge and the best. knowledge. <laughs> like we're the brain we're both the brains behind the operation in different ways. He is like I've said before the the graphics man, the video producing guy. He has all of the technical skills. I do not. But keep an eye on our feed. We'll be posting updates for from the game. If I have the energy and the ability to live tweet it, I will try. It's a lot of fun. It's just really stressful. But keep an eye I mean, on this. Granted, this will be after this will be oh. after some like late night yeah. semifinal matchups of midweek of the, the it, even though they're midweek, they're still going to be a little draining till we get to the weekend. Yeah, exactly. Um, we'll be gearing up for the the final, most likely of the World Cup. Yeah, because after this, the game. final of the World Cup will be right after this game on Sunday. So or later Maybe that Monday, night. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know the time. <laughs> no, no, no. It it'll be so. This game's at four thirty, and then. You got to stay up through that for the 1 a.m. matchup or 3 a.m. matchup for that. Follow our socials. We'll get the right Who times knows? on there. <laughs> Definitely. There's a lot of soccer coming up this week, and I hope you enjoy yeah. it. But with all that said, we will talk to you next time. Have a good night. Have a good night. Bye. Bye. Bye.